Greetings, Mary Meet. Welcome to our little cottage in the forest of the internet. You're listening to Country Dwellers Podcast with Marilyn and Runa. Walk with us on our path as we illuminate spirituality from the pagan perspective. Welcome. You're listening to the second episode of Country Dwellers Podcast. Merry meet and welcome. I'm Marilyn. And I'm Runa. In our last podcast, we started you off with our welcome and introduction. Today, you'll get a more subscribed format. And as we mentioned last time, we're going to start each podcast with a tarot card of the week. And in case some of you don't know, tarot is a form of divination. Uh, Divination is a spiritually energetic connection with a higher power, whatever you may deem that is, leading to a positive interaction and communication with, to most, what is physically unseen, for the best and highest good of all. Tarot cards are actually a tool, um, a way to bring spiritual information into a physical sense for the person sitting across from the reader. So as we prepare for this particular tarot divination, Marilyn is preparing. Uh, Any divination needs a preparation, and she (laughs) is shuffling her beautiful deck and infusing it and focusing energy into it to ask the spirit to give us the best and highest best card for the week to provide all of us with the highest good for our following week. Did I say that right? Yeah. It sounded kind of stumbling, but... (laughs) I'm calling on the cards to give us our our best draw, the best and highest good for all this week. What is the best message that they have to give to us with one card for this week? Would you like to draw a card? Oh, I love this card. It's so much fun. (laughs) Ooh, the Eight of Cups. This is a good one. It's actually really good because you really do draw great cards. Thank you. It's a really good one because right now the moon sits in Cancer. Cancer is water sign. Water is emotions. Okay. The Eight of Cups. Cups are water. Mm. Emotions. And Eight of Cups is a really great card because it talks about acknowledging the things that we are releasing. Taking that moment to, gosh, have sorrow over it, you know, over the loss, over the release, things like that. So you're acknowledging that release. You're you're taking that moment to yourself to have sorrow, whatever emotion at that time you need to have for that release. But it is definitely a card that talks about releasing releasing those emotional constraints that you have on you, right? So you have to unleash the ties that bind you to really move forward. And these are your emotional ties that you're releasing. And I want you to stand back and acknowledge them and be proud of yourself for releasing them because now you are free. So basically, nobody can tell you how to feel or what you should feel. No, never. Because we all experience emotion and release in different ways. And so if you are feeling that kind of pressure... This is your permission to. Oh, heck yeah. You know what? Experience your emotion of release the way that you want to experience it. Life is about freedom of choice, it's about your choice to make life choices for you. You know what I'm saying? Harm none, of course, but make your choices for you. 
and how we release, everyone releases emotions in different ways, anger, frustration, sorrow, happiness, joy, sex, however you want to release those emotions, right? I want the people just to get to their point of freedom when they're standing there looking at what they have released and saying, thank you, divine, for giving me the power to release this. And now let me move on. Give me the strength to move on. That's what I want people to do with the eight of cups. Great. Another another great uh, tarot card reading. <clears throat> Next, we're going to talk about the influence of our the heavenly bodies above us, and I'm going to turn it over to Marilyn to talk about moon stuff. In this area, I want to talk where about where the moon sits, and where I when I say where the moon sits, I'm talking about waxing, waning, crescent, full, new, dark moon. There's even more. There's even more to that spectrum, but those are just the minimal. I want to talk about what magic is best done at this time. Any planetary things going on, for example, Mercury retrograde, other planets in retrograde, and what they may mean or how they may affect us. So at this point in time, we are, first of all, at summer solstice, which is southern aspect, and southern aspect is fire element. Some people call it wands, some people call it swords in the tarot. I definitely call it wands. Summer solstice was Wednesday, June 21st. Although some of you celebrated last week, I'm sure there are those that are celebrating this week like me. And why not? Who isn't down for a good time? Woo-woo. <laughs> I'm always down for a good time. Our goddess moon right now is sitting as a waxing crescent in the sign of cancer. Although you may not really be able to see a good crescent from her because last night was the new moon. And new moons are moons of beginnings, newness. And that new moon was pretty darn dark. So it was almost a, a dark moon. There could be a, a discussion on that in itself. It was dark and absolutely amazing. Waxing moon, which is where it's legitimately sitting right now, waxing moon is when the moon is now building its energy. It's growing, it's maturing. So think of your new moon magic performed now as magic to grow, planting a seed, seeds of positive changes, transformations, creativity, joy, gain, increase. It's time for bringing things to you. It's also, because it's still a little bit dark, a time for inward magic. It's a time to learn to trust the darkness. Can you do it? Can you trust that darkness? Can you not be afraid of it? Come here and sit down next to me. Let's talk. <laughs> new moon is a time when the new has not yet fully come, but the old has passed away. It's a very powerful time to put your wishes into the universe. As this moon sits in Cancer, which is water sign, like I said prior, emotion, it can also be an emotional time. And remember, the word emotion encompasses all. It encompasses all of those emotions that we feel. I want you to just try and ride the fiery wave of Letha, summer solstice. Don't sweat the small stuff right now. Celebrate. Also, please remember it's totally okay to tear up or laugh your ass off after an, an amazing orgasm. Just know that the laughter, the tears, all of that will be done with pure joy in your heart. Sex and emotion. What? What? <laughs> 
I'm supposed to have some pithy comment here, but I have none. I don't know why, but um, every every conversation we have leads to sex. Sex, sex. Usually, because if you're I bring involved, it up. yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so now I want to talk about the planets that are in retro, and there's a lot of shit in retro right now. There's a lot of stuff going but, but, on. Wait, what What the hell is retro? You have to explain okay, this okay. to the people. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm going to give a really short explanation of what retro is. Mm-hmm. It's when a planet appears to be moving backwards from our perspective. Our perspective being those upon the Earth. Right, and again, as we've mentioned several times now, planets have an effect on things like, you know, or the moon has an effect on the tide, mm-hmm. so why would things like planets not have an effect on oh. the creatures on this planet oh, as girl. well? Oh, uh, girl, it totally does. It totally does. And it really has an effect, like, if you're born under a certain sign, and that sign is in a certain phase of your astrological house chart mm-hmm. and all of those, and then that planet is now in retro, and you're under the moon sign and blah, 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 and all those amazing things. All of those wonderful aspects and make your life life amazing insane chaotic prosperous they can have just huge effects right on you. so what is in retro right now well let's see there's tons of different things in retro right now so saturn is in retro right now it entered on december 30th 2016 it retroed on april 5th 2017 and it's going direct on 825 um it finally leaves the retro zone so between 825 and finally leaving the retro zone on december 1st we're kind of still in that shadow right Mm -hmm. but what i want you to remember is that when retro when saturn is in retro it's a time to face your fears and your responsibilities head on and take action in your life don't be surprised if you're looking at your career path and rethinking it and don't be surprised if you're thinking how do i get to where i want to be when this happens you may get a little bit antsy you may get a little anxious you may have a little bit of fear whatever is going on inside of you I want you to use that energy to make the changes that you need to make at that time for your best and highest good. Now may also be the time to revisit relationships, work on long-term goals, responsibilities, duties. It's a time to restructure the way we manifest our reality and find a new attitude towards obstacles. It's a time to do the right thing. So I want you to make sure you do the right thing for your best and highest good. So when you say do the right thing, I mean, that's pretty vague. It's pretty, (laughs) can be pretty ominous. It's pretty broad. (laughs) For those listening, can you give me an example or drill it down a little bit more? Okay, so um, do the right thing for your best and highest good, right? So doing the right thing for your best and highest good would be basically, you know, giving, putting it out there and then leaving it, I don't want to say to chance, but definitely leaving it to divine. Mm -hmm. Asking divine, please show me my path for my best and highest good right now. Say you're at a job that you hate right now. You're just not happy. Your soul is not happy. Your spirit's not happy. Your heart's not happy. Your brain is bored (laughs) as fuck. Okay, mm-hmm. like let's just be real, right? You're not making enough money. You're spending too much time at it. all of these things, okay? So what you want to do is just ask divine, what the hell? What is for my best and highest good right now? What kind of changes can I make to transform myself right now? What these obstacles that I see in front of me, show me the path 
so I can jump over them like hurdles easily, like a deer, right? Instead of tripping over them like the klutz that I normally am. So that is doing the right thing, giving it to divine. Mm -hmm. Basically, you're giving it to divine to show you that path for your best and highest good and how you can make the best decisions to change your life in a positive or transformation. All right, so Saturn's in retrograde. What else is in retrograde? Jupiter is also in retrograde. Well, it's kind of. We're finally kind of in the shadow phase right now. We just kind of got out of it. Um, it entered 11-11-2016. It retroed 2-6 of 17. It went direct on June 9th. On 2017, and finally leaves the retro zone on my birthday, <laughs> September 16th. I expect birthday wishes. <laughs> 2017. Um, on this time, even though we are kind of in the shadow until September 16th, it's a time to review our visions, ideals, and our belief systems. So, I mean, all of these things, like with Saturn, you're like, dude, I totally want to restructure my life. This is how I'm going to do it. So now you sit back and you're like, but wait a minute. All my ideals because of that have totally changed. So what? So what? What are you going to do with that now? Now mm-hmm. go with that, right? right? So you're kind of riding that wave, right? You're kind of totally riding that wave of, of all of these changes. Uranus is also in retro. It entered the zone on tax day, 4.15. Well, actually, tax day is 4.17, but it used to be 4.15. Because it fell on a weekend. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's going to, it's almost in retro. It's going to retro on August 7th, or August 2nd of 2017. It goes direct again. On Lamas? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, girl. Yeah. It goes direct again on January 2nd of 2018 and leaves the retro zone on 419 of 2018. So it takes like a year revolution for it to enter shadow, pre-shadow, go through its retro, and then exit exit shadow. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but yeah. Now, on this time, it's a time to focus on our inner freedom, spread our wings, I want you to realize how all of these are intertwining with one another. They're all talking about making personal changes for freedom and betterment within yourself, Mm -hmm. for happiness within yourself, growing within yourself, right? It's, It's a wonderful positive change that can totally happen. Neptune is entered retro or entered the retro zone on February 23rd, 2017. It retroed. June 16th, 2017, so just what, last week now? Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. It goes direct again on November 22nd, 2017, and it finally leaves the retro zone on March 13th of 2018. Now our spirituality, inner tranquility, and vision become the focus. Mm -hmm. Once again, what brings you that inner harmony? What brings you that inner peace, happiness, freedom? All of these wonderful things. Finally, Pluto has come back into play and entered retro 1219 of 16, retroed 420 of 17, goes direct 928 of 17, and leaves the retro zone on 119 2018. Holy shit, what a long phase. Mm-hmm. Poor Pluto. I just imagine. I know, it. I know. He's, He's like, like what? I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm running, I'm running as fast. 
best I can, yeah. <laughs> Now's the time where, and you know, to be honest with you, that's kind of how I have felt these past couple of years. Like, wait, time stop. I'm coming. I'm coming this way for me. Totally. But now is the time to check in with ourselves mm -hmm. and ask, how am I doing with all of this change of transformation? I want you to be really honest with yourself. Really, how are you doing with all of it? Are you freaking out? Mm -hmm. Are you totally riding the wave on your board? What are you doing right now? Mm -hmm. Am I hitting my goals? Do I need to make changes? I also want you to remember to acknowledge it. Take a time to sit back and almost like the eight of pentacles. Take time to sit back and acknowledge all of the hard work that you've done so far. Because all of these planets being in retro, it's no easy task. Mm -hmm. it's almost sometimes like the universe is playing a funny game on you and it's hard sometimes fighting jumping over all of these hurdles and things like that but if you just ride this wave and just trust that divine has your best and your best and highest good at heart just give it up just give it up just go with what is being illuminated for you right now and what fills your heart with love and happiness for sure so we've got Saturn in retro, Jupiter in retro, Uranus in retro, Neptune in retro, and Pluto in retro. In retro. Say that five times fast. Um, <laughs> and all of them working in conjunction are basically about manifesting new realities. Transformation. And, yeah, yeah. And, and the internal, external, all of that. and Especially because it's happening during summer solstice. Right. Right. It's very, very strong energies. And I'm looking at this list and I know for myself that the Saturn in retro has a lot more effect on me than say Uranus. And then of course, Pluto because I'm Scorpio, but <laughs> uh, maybe speak a little bit about that for our listeners about how a particular planet and what it's doing may have an extra effect on them okay so that is wonderful and it's a hugely deep conversation but if you are say you're a virgo born under the moon of capricorn which i am mm -hmm. i'm a virgo born under the moon of capricorn but born under gosh i think it's virgo sun but i have a little leo in my house right now so now is my time to shine and capricorn is all about taking charge it depends on what planets sit in what house on your chart, at what mm -hmm. time of the year, right. where your sun moon or where your sun sign is, where your moon sign is, all of these different planets, where they're sitting in your astrological chart at that time of the year. Mm -hmm. If you're born under Saturn and Saturn's in retro, holy shit, it's going to affect you differently than it affects me, mm -hmm. right? So just know that. Take yeah, and understanding that. now that it went retro, it entered the zone at the end of last year. And you're like, oh, that's oh, why. Oh, that makes total Total yes, sense. exactly, now. exactly. So if somebody, because this is a pretty complex and detailed it totally subject. It is. If somebody wanted to learn more about that, do we have somebody that we could maybe direct them to? I totally do. I and figured you would. I have... I know just enough to get me into trouble, right? Which <laughs> don't I really don't need to know too much because I get into trouble all the time. But I have a huge eclectic group of friends, which I absolutely adore. And I adore them for so many different reasons. And one of my darling friends, Raven, uh, she is an amazing astrologer. She will help you figure out your own chart, what it means. She'll talk you through the planets, the signs, 
all of that stuff. So she'll even teach you enough to where you can do your friend's chart. She is amazeballs. And if you ever want to go a little bit deeper into your own birth chart and find out where you're at, you can check her out at ravenbellazingaro.com. And that is Raven, B-E-L-L-A-Z-I-N-G-A-R-O.com. And, and I'll have it on the Perfect. website. Love it. Connected to this podcast. Love it. So we said in the beginning that we were going to begin the introduction about the wheel of the year. And the wheel of the year, which includes not only the seasons and moon cycles, mm -hmm. but also special days, you know, holidays, right? Cheers! Cheers! Yay! Our, our, our <laughs> traditional mimosa while we podcast. You know it. Or uh, several. <laughs> but um, as I've already established, I'm going to be the straight, no, not that kind of straight, witch, <laughs> and give you definitions and history because that's my deal. But the Wheel of the Year is sometimes known as the Witch's Circle. Mm -hmm. Circles appear in pagan imagery in relation to time. We cast a circle, we release the circle when we're doing rites and passages and so on. So as those who follow us on our website can see, I've included an image of the Wheel of the Year. And it's represented spatially and visually, as I said, as a wheel. As the wheel turns, the holidays, or sabbats as they're known, may be seen as the spokes in the wheel. They mark turning points in the season. There's eight major pagan holidays, or like I said, they're called Sabbaths, and they are the same days as pagan festivals all over the world, especially Western Europe. They also are very important for Christians and those practicing Judaism. Historians believe that the Christian church placed its holy days right on or close to the ancient pagan <laughs> celebrations because the peasantry related to such festivals. <laughs> The better to convert them, my dear. Exactly. And anyone who has had even the slightest interest in the occult or paganism has heard this story about Christian church placing its holidays around the old ways <laughs> holiday markers. And I feel really lame having to rehash it. But in case there's a listener that is unaware of this, we have to mention it. Yes. It's clear, regardless... That there is magic in the air during these times. Oh, sure. You can call it religion, call it the energy of the collective unconscious, call it astrological influence. Whatever it is, I call it a party and I'm there. <laughs> yes. And in that party time, there's an undeniable power present to which we humans on planet Earth find it difficult not to respond to, at least emotionally. If the waves and tides, I'm going to say this probably repeatedly throughout the <laughs> podcast, but if the waves and tides react to the movement of the moon, its forces, its energy, how could we humans not react to the movement of the seasons, the other planets in the universe, etc. Totally. I completely agree with you. The wheel and its holidays are deeply felt for several spiritual communities. We each feel it in our own special levels and, and ways and lives and all of those wonderful things. There are astrological turning points and each one marks important shifts in the forces on this planet. These planetary movements influence us they provide invisible tides of energy, and they also denote special times to work amazing magic. I, I mean, simply simply put, I have found 
that a lot of my friends experience bouts of insomnia mm. around the full moon. <laughs> and when you get to this time of the year, the solstice, People are just charged up. They can yeah, paint girl. their whole house in a day. Hell yeah, because it's you, the sun's energy. Yeah. So, so well, yeah. especially in the Pacific Northwest, we don't see the sun that much. So when we get it, we're like little ants coming out of our house. Not too long ago, my husband had to call in sick. Um, we we mentioned this last Is time. Is that quote unquote? Is that like air quote sick? Well, he really was. <laughs> I mean, he was not feeling well. And we had a very hellacious long winter in the Pacific Northwest this past year and a very, very long wet spring. And we had this one beautiful day in mid-April and he just overdid it. He just totally yeah. overdid it. He was out in the sun and he was mm -hmm. working and doing this and doing that. And we're getting ready to go to bed that night. And he's like, I don't feel so well. And I looked at him and I was like, You're you have sun sickness. <laughs> you, you, went from, you went from being in the clouds and the dark, and all of a sudden you just like OD'd on that vitamin D oh and vitamin God. K and being out in the sun and 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 eating up that energy. You were like a sun vampire. Oh, that poor Viking. Yes. <laughs> so my point is, is that each holiday has inherent specific vibration or attributes which pagans pull down and raise power. That particular day, my husband was pulling down and raising the energy of the sun. And uh, witches do this in uh, group work and rites and, and rituals all the time. During the wheel of the year, there's inherent male and female energies during season changes. And generally speaking, from my perspective, the goddess rules spring and summer and the god rules fall and winter. And from my perspective, there's a little bit more to it than that. Mm -hmm. But I'm still going to keep it kind of general, mm -hmm. right? At the fall equinox, where day and night are equal, the goddess comes in for the last of fall through winter and the beginning of spring. Then at the spring equinox, where day and night are once again equal, the god and goddess switch places. And the god takes this part of the year from the end of spring into summer and to the beginning of fall, which gives us all that wonderful energy, that fire. And it was so amazing to kind of understand how, you know, everything is about balance. And, you know, I learned my pagan path and my spirituality basically from books and learning from others and very solitary. And I have a completely different perspective than Marilyn does, but it's not wrong. No, neither it's just one of different. us is wrong. It's just different. And, exactly. And but it it's all I about balance. I think that's balance. what makes it so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Is that it's different. And to me, a difference of opinion is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And difference of opinions actually bring people together more than people realize. And I love that. I, I love a different thought process. I love it. So I think maybe we should talk about the holidays, also known as Sabbaths of the Wheel of the Year now. Right. So as we mentioned, we're in the summer solstice, which is also known as Letha, mm -hmm. because we're in that part of the year. And so we, because the wheel of the year is such a complex, detailed subject, mm -hmm. we're going to hit on it a little bit <laughs> as we get closer to the holidays so we don't overwhelm everybody and make your brains implode. Yes. The solstice happens at some point between June 20th and 23rd. It marks the counterpoint to the winter solstice, which we'll get to later closer to the winter solstice. The summer solstice is the year's longest day and shortest night. It's the astrological turning point from Gemini to Cancer. And there's 
all kinds of fun ways to mark the solstice. How do you do that, Marilyn? <laughs> I dance naked under the moon, under the fire, around the fire, just like everybody else does, right? You do that. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the that's the kind of stereotypical <laughs> image that people have about. I actually do it about witches and <laughs> and rituals. You know, they're they're dancing in the moonlight around On, around the fire. fire, exactly. And, that is a ritual and rite that just creates so much energy. Oh, amazing but magical energy. As we've gone from living in, you know, country dwellers and living in cities and suburbia and stuff like that, things like that are harder to get to. We all don't have little nooks in the woods. Yeah, nooks in the woods yeah, to do that. We in. don't. But we don't. And you know what? And I, I respect everybody. I wait until everybody leaves and then <laughs> I strip down and I dance around the fire under the moon. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. The summer solstice to me is a, a celebration of power. It's a power of the sun and power of life. It's a solar, a lesser Sabbath. And because the major Sabbaths are moon Sabbaths. So to me, the solar Sabbaths are lesser Sabbaths. They're God Sabbaths. Mm -hmm. Sacred to the sun God. We celebrate life, sex, creativity, transformation, motivation, passion, the fire and the spark that lives within us. At this time, rejoice in the good things the universe has to offer you. Because after the solstice, the sun will begin to weaken and the days will once again grow shorter and then we go back into Gaia's womb. Oh, but before I get really important, don't forget the fuck. Don't, do not forget the fucking sangria. Do not do it. <laughs> solstice and sangria kind of They are, together. they're hand Absolutely. in hand. Yeah, and, and I just want to make one more comment about the solstice and kind of, you know, paganism is known as an earth-based spirituality. And it's so much the celebration of life because there's so much life going on, going that on around yes. that time. You know, life is a little bit easier in the summer. You know, we don't have to worry about snuggling up next to the fire. Things are warmer, unless, mm -hmm. of course, you're living in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my Aussie and New Zealand friends. <laughs> You're out being active. Yes, you're the out being active. Yeah, the flowers are out, the bees are buzzing, the birds mm -hmm. are singing. I mean, you can sleep under the stars oh, and yes. not have to worry about you hear the hurting frogs. yourself. Yeah. You can hear the frogs at the pond while you sleep all night long. So, but uh, yeah, so that basically sums up the summer solstice. Um, one of the fun... One of my favorite. Uh, one of the f fun Sabbaths of the Wheel of the Year. Like I said, we're going to talk about each of the Sabbaths as we approach them closer. So next time we'll talk about Lamas. Mm -hmm. And between these eight Sabbaths, though, we need to mention are the Esbats. <laughs> yes. Marilyn says Esbats. And, and, and we, t we talked about that in the, our very first podcast, that, that we have some differing opinions totally. from everything of how we pronounce something. And it's not wrong. It's not less than. It's just different. Exactly. But the esbats, which are a little bit less significant than the sabbats from the viewpoint of cosmic magic and energy. Yes. But they're still extremely important in the structure of pagan beliefs. It's kind of like you go to work every day on the esbats <laughs> and then you get the holidays, right? <laughs> and I don't know. That maybe not a you're great going analogy. Work, you're going to work and you're creating your magic. Right. And then on the holidays, you're celebrating that creating that magic that you have created and you're creating even more. 
Yes. It's like magnified, right? So on the wheel of the year, though, as you look at it visually, the SVETs are minor celebrations and they're meeting times. They're normally based on the phases of the moon, mm -hmm. which um, celebrate or practice rites and rituals based on the energies of either the new or the full moon. Because you can't just, you know, be that once a year pagan, although you could. You I'm not could. Gonna, I, totally I mean, could. I, I, that, 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 that sounds very judgmental. I don't mean it that way. <laughs> if your spiritual path is, is a touchstone in your life and it's important, I've noticed that the more that I practice and, and perform rituals and, and magic on the SBATs, that the Sabbaths mean that much more to me. They yes. really do. They really do. Yes, whether you are singular or group. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you could be a solitary witch, pagan, whatever, or you could be a group pagan, witch, Wiccan, whatever. I think that when, you, when you're solitary and you're doing these things solely by yourself, you know what? Sometimes life totally takes you for a run, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you may not have time that night to celebrate the new moon. Right. But you know what? You're going to go ahead and celebrate the waxing moon at some point. You know what I'm saying? So just know, no, you don't have to go to every Esbet party that you are invited mm -hmm. to. You mm -hmm. don't have to. If you want to take night off three nights after the new moon to celebrate new moon, fucking go ahead. Mm -hmm. It's completely okay. There's nothing wrong with it, you know? That's the great part about being a pagan is yes. that you really can't do it wrong if your intention If your is... intentions are good mm -hmm. and positive right. and they're in celebration and growth and love and all of that, who the fuck cares when you're actually <laughs> celebrating? I mean, honestly, you know what? I am so non-rule. I do not like all the rules and stipulations that mm -hmm. are thrown out there. Do not get me wrong. I love old world witchcraft. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. But I'm not about all the rules and stipulation because I'm a rule breaker. <laughs> Breaking the rule up. Breaking the law. <laughs> yes. Such as <laughs> so, having, having moon gatherings in the middle of suburbia. Yes. Tell us about your... I want you to talk about your um, SFAT moon gatherings because they're... It, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's, oh my god. First of all, first of all, I'm quite sure, I love how you just brought it up that way, because I'm quite sure my neighbors just love the fact of the uh, clouds of sage smoke coming <laughs> off of my front yard into the street as they are sitting on their front porches looking at the beautiful flowers that are growing in their planters, and everybody is driving up smudging themselves with sage before they entered my salt-covered doorway, you know, I mean, for Pete's sakes. I, I'm sure that they love that, but I really don't give a fuck. Do, do, do you have a Gladys? I, I, I always, like, the first time I went to one of your moon gatherings, I was so, I was cracking up inside, right? Because I'm out there, and I'm doing the, the you know, self-cleansing before mm -hmm. I enter your dwelling, and, which is appropriate. I, yeah. I love that. But I was so thinking of like bewitched and Gladys looking, you know, from one of the neighbors looking out and going, oh, Henry. Bitch, oh there God. are like 10 Gladyses on my street. Everybody knows what the fuck this witch is doing all the time. I'm just going to tell you. And I don't care. I don't care anymore. I posted on Facebook. I just don't care. I don't give a shit anymore. 
If they want to burn me at the stake, whatever. I'll fucking come back and get them. So it's besides whatever. the sage burning and the salted door, um, talk to me about your, <laughs> your moon celebrations. So my moon celebrations, my moon gatherings, my esbets, they're a gathering of people, spirits, gods, goddesses, guides, angels, whatever. Fairies. And fairies. Oh, for Pete's sakes, yes, the fairies. I love them. They're all there to raise the vibration of whatever positive magic you're trying to create at that time. At any of my moon gatherings, we talk about plants at that time, gods, goddesses, and their aspects, important stones and crystals, colors, aromas, where the moon sits. We invite the moon goddess and whomever other god goddess we may want to have with us for whatever we're trying to uh, create at that time, whatever energy we're trying to build at that time. Mm -hmm. We do invocations, spells. Uh, I love it when everybody brings their really special things to put on the altar to be charged because I always have big altars. So people bring their stuff and they put them on there to be charged by the moon and by the magic that we're creating. Sometimes we even sit outside and we cleanse, we balance, we recharge our chakras with group meditation. What we're really trying to do is through that group, we just raise positive, loving energy. We, I mean, and you felt it. There Mm -hmm. have been times when we have joined hands and you have felt the energy of the person standing next to you, the people standing next to you that you're joining hands flow through them, through you, into the next person. Mm -hmm. That's the energy that we raise, that divine's white light, loving energy up into the universe. And as we're doing that, we're creating that magical energy Mm -hmm. of that whatever aspect that we are creating at that time, where we are building it. We are letting go of it, that full moon, like we're building it and releasing it at the same time, right? So it is... I love it when everybody comes over. I just love it when everyone comes over for Esbets. And I try and do my moon celebrations as close to the equinox and solstices as I can. Mm-hmm. And even if I do it like a week before or something, we'll still celebrate the solstice or equinox at that time. Just mm-hmm. to call it into ourselves, you know, as a kind of a reminder too, I think. So anyway, so all about my moon stuff, now I want to talk about what's going on with the plants, what's going on with our earth at that time. So as far as all of those out there that might be leaning towards hedge witchery, you are seeing the waning of your spring crops, your early peas and spinach and radishes and whatnot, and you should have all of your warm weather loving vegetables in the ground, tomatoes and green beans and cucumbers and zucchini and tomatoes, lots and lots of tomatoes. (laughs) You're going to be doing a lot of maintenance right now, weeding, Mm. pest control, fertilizing, i.e. composting. The bug the pest right now that I'm dealing with the most is slugs Mm. and I touched on that last time and then got all off on track on on elk and and deer and rabbits and whatnot (laughs) but the slugs plague us here in the Pacific Northwest they do we're talking about big old banana slugs oh yeah we're not we're not talking about little tiny snails or whatever they're they're ginormous yeah and you can do a couple of very natural ways to deal with them. You can have little shallow dishes of beer mm. in uh, space throughout your 
your garden beds uh, and they die a happy drunk. My uh, yes, you. there is a commercial product if little saucers of beer are not <laughs> kind of how you lean. And it's called Sluggo, and it's totally natural. It's basically salt crystals. So, like, if your dogs get a hold of it or your kids get a hold of it, nobody's going to get hurt. But salt is toxic to right. slugs. And they eat that. And, and, and then they and, dehydrate. And they dehydrate. And they die. And it sounds really awful. And if you want to go even more natural, I heard about the shell. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you can you can slow them down. Like, you can put oyster shells or egg shells, crushed mm-hmm. up egg shells, around your garden, and it will slow slugs down it does not it won't kill them it won't keep them away from your plants but it slows them down and and i do that to a degree because what i do is after i finish my morning livestock chores is i will actually walk my property and i will pick up the slugs and put them in a bucket you're brave I'm not bothered by that at all. And I'll pick them up and I'll do this twice a day in the morning and the evening and I feed them to my ducks. My ducks love them and they're very good for them. And it feels much more natural Mm. to me for Mm -hmm. that. There's a couple of plants that I will absolutely use the commercial products on and that's broccoli. Oh. Slugs and a they lot. They love broccoli. They love broccoli, and they will just eat it down to the bone. And if you're not fighting the slugs on your broccoli, you're fighting something else. But we'll talk about <laughs> broccoli pest control <laughs> next week. Okay, um, good, good. Because I still need to talk about the recipe of the week. Yes, yes. So, which is green eggs Yummy. and green eggs, and we'll have the recipe at countrydwellers.com so you can see it. But just to you touch, <laughs> to touch on it. It's shallots or green onions, Mm. spinach, chives, eggs, and Parmesan cheese. And Mm. you simply saute the onions for about a minute, minute and a half. You add the spinach and you saute that until it's uh, wilted. (laughs) Then you add your eggs, which have been lightly beaten like you would be doing scrambled eggs. And just before, and then um, after the eggs are added, uh, you let them cook for just uh, like 30 seconds, whatever. Add your chives, your chopped chives. Mm -hmm. And right before it hardens, add your Parmesan cheese. And you have a very nutritious, easy summer morning meal. I can walk out into my yard, as it were, because I only have a, a quarter acre, and gather up green onions and spinach and chives and eggs. The only thing I have to outsource is the Parmesan cheese. And we have a bunch of cheesemakers yes, here in our community, yes, so I can do. get it from them. So There's actually a lady, and I need to get her name for one of our next podcasts, but she makes the most amazing smoked cheese I have ever had. And she lives right in our hood. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, mouth-watering. Nice. Amazing. Nice. I smoke cheese, too, but I, I'd be interested I to see what other, other, things, other I people eat are. cheese. <laughs> I'm super hungry and I'm so excited that you put the recipes on our website. This is a note to my husband. Please look on the website, download it. This is The Goddesses Next Breakfast in Bed. Thank you. And so now we've come to the point in our program where we're going to do a spell of the week. And each one of our podcasts will end with one relating to one thing or another. And I always hope that you enjoy them. And this one is because of all the planets in retro, because of summer solstice, because of all of these amazing attributes they they add to this spell. 
this week. So this one is all about building the flames of change, passion, creativity. It's a great one for summer. It's a great one for all the planets that are in retro regarding change and transformation and finding our own selves and our happiness and freedom in life. This one's about the fires that grow and burn inside of us and they give way to transformation, illumination, and confidence. Fires that burn, flames that grow, in words that rhyme, we free the soul. Transformation taking place, creativity fills the space. Passion and desire dance, in sacred spiral we move into trance. Rebirth yourself from ash and dirt, releasing all fear, illness, and hurt. Trust the light that shines within let the illumination of your intended path begin. Thank you for that, Marilyn. And thank you, audience, for spending this time with us. Go in peace, love, and light. The circle is open, but unbroken. Until we meet again, my darlings. Merry part, blessed, blessed be. be. You've been listening to the Country Dwellers Podcast. You can find us here each and every Saturday. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as on the web at countrydwellers.com. Thanks for listening. Blessed be.